This is HPR episode 1844 entitled The Marant DMD 660 Professional Solid State Recorder. It is hosted by John Culp and is about 15 minutes long. The summary is I talk about the recording device I inherited from my mother in law and use it to record the show. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Hey everybody, this is John Culp in Lafayette, Louisiana, and I'm recording on a brand new device. Well, it's not brand new, but it's new to me. This is a Marantz Professional Solid State Recorder, model number PMD660. And I I have this device on account of, uh, well, an unfortunate event. My mother-in-law died about three months ago, and uh, among her possessions was this recorder and they thought I would like to have it since I do this kind of thing. My mother-in-law had it uh, because she was an oral historian and she had bought a really nice microphone and recorder to use when she went out to do interviews and uh, characteristically when she had the stroke um, that uh, she died from she was on the other side of the world and uh, presenting a paper at a conference in Morocco. This presented some difficulties, but uh, we sorted it all out. But anyway, she she was an amazing woman, and uh, she had a PhD in Asian studies. I think she earned the PhD in the late 1960s, and was fluent in about a dozen languages, including Arabic and Chinese, and uh, really hard languages like that. And so what she did for a living in her later years was to uh, act as a travel guide to people visiting places like the Far East, or she worked for the U.S. State Department also and conducted foreign visitors, especially Chinese visitors, on tours of America. And so she was just constantly traveling all around the world and making good use of her language skills. One of the most interesting jobs she had was to act as the guide for Bela Fleck and the Flecktones when they went on their tour of the Far East. And so, um, yeah, an amazing woman. I was very, very sorry when she passed away. And um, I'm happy to have, however, this recorder, and I will think of her fondly whenever I use it. Right now I'm using the internal microphones, and uh, so I'll do a more thorough review of the device, I think, when I get to my office. But I wanted to do at least part of this recording using the internal microphones because this was marketed, I think, to like journalism professionals originally uh, so that uh, like reporters, when they went out in the field to do interviews, they would take this along with them and make really high-quality recordings of interviews and stuff. 
Right now I'm sitting in my carport. You can probably hear some environmental sounds like the car going down the street right now. And I, I've got a very high-tech setup. The recorder is sitting on a plastic chair in the carport and I'm sitting on another plastic chair. The cat food bowl is over there to my right and the cat water bowl is just next to it. Um, I think the, the microphones actually sound pretty good. The reviews I've read say that you get much better result if you plug in a, an external microphone to it, but uh, I, I did a brief test while I was still up in New York. I, I brought this back with me from New York recently. Uh, my mother-in-law's apartment was in New York City, and uh, after they cleaned out the apartment, they uh, brought what what uh, belongings they thought some of the family might want back to my brother-in-law's place in kind of upstate, up, upstate, just a little bit outside of Manhattan. They live in a suburb there. So anyway, we went to visit them uh, last week, and I brought this back with me. But I did a little bit of test recording while I was up there. It's a solid-state recorder. You have to put in a compact flash card. It's a very large um, version of an SD card, I guess. Nowadays, if you get a new Marantz recorder, I bet it records to either an SD card or a micro SD card. And I think you can get some kind of uh, adapter, like a, a compact flash adapter, where you could um, put a, an SD card or a micro SD card and get a little more uh, recording time. The, the storage card that my mother-in-law had in the machine was 4 gigabytes. And... At the time she bought it, that was one of the larger cards, I think. This device retailed for about $600, if I read correctly. And she had with it a microphone, <coughs> an Audio-Technica microphone that I'll use uh, when I get to the office a little bit later. So that you can hear the difference there. Uh, okay, so I think I will conclude this portion of the... Um, show about the Marantz professional recorder now and then do the rest of it when I am sitting in my office using a plugged-in microphone. Okay, I'm back, and now I'm at my office, and I'm using the microphone that um, my mother-in-law left with the recorder. This is Audio-Technica, hang on, um, I can't read the model, something 710. It's, um, it's a regular microphone, it's not USB, so it's got an XLR input, and one of the advantages of this Marantz professional recorder over my Zoom H1 is that it accepts... XLR microphone inputs. The Zoom H1 is too small and doesn't have room for that. So it, you can plug in a like a, a mini plug microphone, but you can't do an XLR mic. The larger Zoom recorders, like the the H4, I believe, will accept up to two microphone inputs using XLR connections, and this one also has two inputs. I've been experimenting for the last twenty minutes trying to find a decent microphone sound using this mic and I I I could use a um 
a quick course from our studio guy upstairs, but he's not around. This is still the summer vacation, and so um, he's not here to tell me exactly what would be the best settings to use. What I have found, and I read about a little bit, is that if I get closer like this, then the low end gets boosted abnormally, and so I probably want to stay a little bit further back for a more natural sound. So as far as this Marantz recorder, I, there are a number of things I like about it. Um, well, yeah. first I'll say the things I like and then the things I don't really like. Um, one, it's got lots of physical buttons that are dedicated to do certain things. It's got a slider switch to turn it on. It's got a, a, um, a dial to change the microphone level and it's got a, um, I wish I knew the technical terms for these. I need NY Bill's help here, but it's got for the headphone volume, it's got a, a knob kind of thing that's recessed in there instead of using like um, buttons to go down, 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 up, 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 and so forth. Um, it has a backlight that you can turn on for the uh, the display. It's got editing on board capabilities. I, I've not tried any of this because frankly, I would rather just transfer the audio over to my laptop and then use Audacity to do the editing. But in a pinch, you could splice things together edit things out and stuff like that. The built-in microphones I think sound pretty good, but I don't know that they sound better than the ones I have on the Zoom H1. Uh, the the downsides for this, the, the price, is pretty high. Uh, the Zoom I got for less than $100, and it sounds excellent using its built-in stereo condenser mics or using a another kind of microphone. What I do, do normally if I want to use my Shure SM58 mic over there. I will run it through my little mixer here on my desk and then make the outputs of the mixer go into the mini plug on the side of the Zoom. Here, I don't have anything at all going uh, in between the mic and the device. The device itself has the phantom power that's needed to power the microphone, and it's got XLR input for the mic. And so it's going straight into the recorder, and I suppose that would be an advantage in that you don't have to have more than one component to use one of these XLR microphones. Downside is the power requirement is much higher for this than it is for the Zoom H1, which runs on a single AA battery, if you're on battery power. This takes four AA batteries, or uh, you can use it like I have it right now, plugged into the wall using an AC adapter. What else... I, I don't like the compact flash storage. Uh, that's kind of a legacy storage type now, and so it will be harder and harder to find new um, new storage cards. Or uh, probably the best thing to do would be to find a decent adapter and then just keep using SD cards with the adapter. The Zoom H1 takes a micro SD card, and um, I've got a 32 gig one in my Zoom right now, and I think so I can record way more. This seems to have more, uh, there, <clears throat> excuse me, there are three presets that you can use to set up different um, parameters for recording. So um, I think by default, the first preset uses the internal microphones. The second preset records in stereo using the external microphones. And then the third preset uses external microphones recording mono. One of them, uh, you can switch between WAV or MP3 also. 
and of course you get different recording times based on what you choose. There are quite a few parameters inside each preset that you can change and save according to your liking. And so that's pretty cool, I guess. The Zoom H1 does not have any presets. You have to simply change um, parameters each time you want to change them. Um, whereas this one, you can have fairly complex personalized settings and switch rapidly from one to the other. So that that's kind of cool, I guess. Um, at the time this came out, I, this is about a 10-year-old recorder. I believe it came out in 2005. And so for that time, it was probably about the best you could get. The Zooms are much cheaper. Even the Zoom H4 is a whole lot cheaper than this. I think it's something like 250 or $300. My H1 was only $90, $95. And um, from, I, I would definitely not have bought a Marantz professional recorder myself, but having inherited it, I'm very happy to have it. I'd not tried it uh, yet doing any kind of live recording of a music event, which it looks like it would be entirely possible to do that because you can plug two microphones in here and you could have them set up at either side of the stage, oh, I don't know, eight or ten rows back for a classical recording uh, is probably what uh, you would do. But um not sure what else to say. It, it's definitely, it's not as portable as the H1 either. I keep the H1 in my bag at all times, and I never even know it's there. It's so small and light. Whereas this is fairly large, and at least at the moment requires an AC adapter and an external microphone and all this stuff. So um, it's it's not ideal. You could, if you had the batteries, you could carry just the device all by itself and do interviews with it and stuff like that. And it would sound good, but um, I don't know. I, I think uh, I overall I prefer my Zoom over this, but it's always fun to have a new toy to play with, and I'm, I'm happy to have this microphone also. This um, Audio-Technica microphone retailed for $349, and um, I would certainly never have paid that much for a microphone, but I'm glad to inherit one. And I'll be curious to see how good it sounds compared to the other things that I've used in the past. Um, anyway, I think that's all I'm going to say for now about the Marantz Professional Solid State Recorder, model number PMD660. I will talk to you guys some other time. Bye. <laughs>